What's my line, Zach? What's my line? Give me my line. Pennywise advisory, listener discretion is advised. No, Pennywise advisory. This show is explicit as a motherfucker. Line. Listener discretion (laughs) is advised. Wisconsin is no stranger to strange sightings like UFOs, satanic cults, Jeffrey Dahmer, and the Slenderman killings. But one of the more fascinating of all of Wisconsin folklore is the Beast of Bray Road. The supposed werewolf-like creature was first sighted in 1936 in and around Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Multiple witnesses have claimed to have allegedly seen a six to seven foot tall wolf-like creature that can move upright on its hind legs like a human. In the 1990s, multiple sightings of the werewolf creature brought it to national attention with coverage by television programs like Inside Edition, Sightings, and In Search of Monsters. Join us today as we break out some silver bullets and sink our teeth into the beast of Bray Road. I love werewolves! It's evil! Don't touch it! It's alive! They're coming to get you. This is me. Hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Willow. Oh, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. This is Zach. Spar. And uh, how's it going, man? You doing all right? Um, I'm too. Okay, I'm doing all right, but uh, I'm going to retcon something. What's up? Well, uh, <laughs> the Borley Manor number one came out. And uh, after we recorded it, I did go back and listen to it after it was released. And I did fuck up pretty, pretty major. So I wanted to. Oh, so did I. So did I. I wanted to go back and change it because I know the people that are into Jack the Ripper are super into Jack the Ripper. So I was like, I fucked up. I'll own it. And I know that he killed in the Whitechapel district in 1888. And I said that, well, this was past. 1863. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought you said, I thought you said it was before. And I just said, yeah. Well, I was meaning, I don't know what I was meaning the way I said it. I was meaning like he was in the past from this, maybe. I don't know. I said it wrong, so I'm I'm getting was, out in front of that bullet. I was too busy thinking about uh, sexy uh, ghost nuns. Yeah, well, that'll happen. But I was looking down at the page, and I was like, oh, just because, well, they say it was like underneath the gas lights, but there were no gas lights when Jack the Ripper was killing because the Whitechapel district was so fucking poor. They didn't have gas lights either. Right. So I really fucked that up and I'm just throwing it out there in front of everything. Before so what you're saying is, are you saying you're sorry? You're sorry about that? A little bit sorry about that. All right. Well, don't feel too fucking bad. I, I know I fucked up. I think I said 1963 instead of 1863 about four times. So if you did, I didn't notice, and then I didn't notice nah. what I had said, even though I fucking mumbled through that shit. <laughs> it went back when I heard it. I was like, oh, no, people are going to hate my guts. Ah, uh, no, no, no worries there, eh? No worries. Yeah, we'll get through Well, uh, are you ready to break out your bad Wisconsin accent? Uh, I don't have a bad Wisconsin accent. Oh, you got a good one? No. Well, all right, a, then. I have a bad one. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Those are the options. Then mine's horrible. 
That's when you just sit. Can you? All right. Repeat after me. You. Right. You. 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 Like E W E, like the animal. You. You. Betcha. Betcha. You betcha. There you, there you go. That's I'm watching fucking Fargo. Yeah. You betcha. <laughs> Close enough. Holy crap. You betcha. All right. That's what it sounds like. You want to talk about some werewolves and shit? Fuck yes. All right. Let's uh let's dive into this. It's one of my favorite things. All right. All right. So we're going to go to Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Elkhorn has a population of just over 10,000 people. Uh, it's in the county seat of Warworth, uh, located 40 miles southwest of Milwaukee and about 48 miles northeast of Rockford, Illinois. Just to kind of put it in context for you. No it's not. Yeah, I was going to say that's not too far from you. Uh, it was named by Colonel Samuel Phoenix in 1836 when he saw a rack of elk antlers hanging in the tree. And that's when he proclaimed the area Elkhorn. Um, it's nicknamed the Christmas card town uh, because of its elaborate Christmas displays in the downtown area every year that they've uh, done since, I think, the 1930s. And uh, local artist Jan Castle Reed paints scenic portraits, which are later printed and made into Christmas cards. It's the Christmas card town. That's what they yeah. like. Okay. It, but it's also uh, known for something else. Oh, yes. The Beast something of Brick Road. way cooler than a fucking Christmas card. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Beast of Bray Road. Oh, you betcha. Now, uh, now Bray Road is it's just like a typical like county rural road, like blacktop road. We've both yep. grew up on those. We know what the hell they look like. Um, it's surrounded by farmland and some woodlands that run along each side. And it's not really that long. It's only four miles long. It runs between uh, us highway 12 and it ends at uh, Wisconsin highway 11. And uh, it, I think it's named after the Bray family who uh, first settled there and, there's still some braids that own farms and surrounding farmland around. I was going to say they named the whole town after some deer horns. <laughs> this yeah, is like yeah. the first person there is like, well, that's what we're going to call it. Yeah, that's where the braids live down there. Yeah. Um, Bray Road. That's it. Yeah. Nailed it. So it was only four miles stretch where all these sightings happened. Yeah. Four miles long. That's crazy. Yeah. I do love these stories. Yeah. Who, how, how could you not love stories about werewolves and whatnot? I'm a huge fan of werewolves. All right. So most people have described this wolf-like cryptid uh, as a werewolf for the most part. Um, oh, yes. They, it has similar uh, characteristics and uh, similar to sightings of the Michigan Dogman, which maybe we will cover at a later date. No, but, uh, yeah. um, so most claims put it at around six to seven feet tall, uh, with gray and brown fur, an oversized head of a wolf, shiny yellow eyes and pointed ears. Perfect. Uh, its body is described to be that of a muscular man, but covered in fur. And, uh, it's been seen moving on four legs and also standing and moving and running upright on its hind legs. And sometimes, on a few occasions, it's been seen sitting and kneeling like a man. Yeah. Uh, some of them was like, it was along the side of the road and then like would race along the side of the car and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, I heard, yeah. I heard. Yeah. I read a few of those. 
Um, it's often also claimed to have a really nasty, pungent odor, like uh, like rotting meat, like a swamp ape. Kind yeah, of thing. It's yeah, like Sasquatch shit to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, like I said before, most people think it's a werewolf. Others claim it to be a demon, and some even think that it could be a skinwalker or a Wendigo. See, that makes uh, sense though, but because it the, does kind of follow that. Yeah. And it, for those that don't know what a Wendigo is, it's a, like a shape shifter from Native American folklore. Yep. Uh, whatever it is, Matt, um, the large number of sightings in the late 80s and early 90s drew enough interest that the local newspaper, the Walworth County Week, allowed oh reporter it allowed uh, reporter Linda Godfrey to report uh, the claims of supposed werewolf of War- Walworth County. Try to say that three times fast. Werewolf of Walworth County. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of old brother where art though. Are we abandoned from all the Walworths or just this one? <laughs> oh shit. Now, uh, initially Linda Godfrey was very skeptical, just like I'm sure I would be too. I'm sure you would be too. Um, oh, yeah. but she soon became convinced of the authenticity of the claims. And later she wrote a book titled the beast of Bray road tailing Wisconsin's werewolf. And that is where the majority of the information that I've gathered comes from for this particular episode. Okay. Uh, it's a great book. Um, she's a really funny writer. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you want to learn more about this, I would highly recommend you go check it out. It's not a very long read. You can get through it in a couple hours. Um, I was going to say she was in, she, wasn't she involved with like monsters among us whenever they, they did. Yeah. That I think, I yeah. think that every, uh, every television, program that came and filmed there they contacted her because she was the initial reporter that kept reporting on the sightings so she's great she's a funny little lady too let me tell you um so now we'll go to like the part where she first publishes her first article okay and then uh from there we'll go into some sightings we're not going to mention all the sightings because there are a Fucking shitload of sightings. Yeah, I was looking some up, and I was like, I guarantee I'm probably gonna have the same ones that you've got. Oh, <laughs> I, I just these videos and shit. I just, and I just pick. I try to pick some in, in a kind of in a timeline. Okay. Um, so Linda Godfrey's first report was published on December 29th, 1991. But before she published her article, she'd spent many weeks interviewing people for the article before it was published. Uh, she'd been skeptical, like I said, ab- at first about the sightings until she contacted John Fredrickson, who at the time was the Walworth County Animal Control Officer. Okay. And Fredrickson just pulls out this envelope out of his desk. It's like a manila folder. And on the front, he's just got it marked in Sharpie. It just says werewolf. And he just kind of hands it to her. And he goes, here you go. No shit. Yeah. And the files in uh, in this uh, manila envelope or folder contained many, many accounts, like 15, 20 accounts of various people in the county who had claimed to see what many described to be a werewolf. I think it got crazy enough to where the cops weren't rolling their eyes anymore. Whenever they, yeah, yeah. no, they weren't. No, it got far enough along. There's like, there's too many people calling in about this shit. It's yeah, gotta be, there's got to be something. Okay, so one of those sightings included a woman walking down Bray Road with her two children when she saw a deer run out of the woods across the road into a field in front of them. And closely pursued behind it was this 
hairy creature that looked like a giant wolf, but it was running on two legs. Oh. It was like, and it like jumped, it jumped a fence. That's awesome. On two legs. Uh, uh, there was another claiming, uh, cited by a local high school senior who saw the beast kneeling on the side of the road and what she assumed to be like roadkill in its hands. Yeah, well, you got to get what you can get. And this girl wasn't sure what she saw at first. And she went to the library to look for, you know, a picture of what it could be, like a wild animal or something. And she actually contacted the animal control officer. And uh, he also, he pulled out that folder and he showed her a couple of pictures that people had drawn of, you know, what they claimed. She's like, that was it. That's what I saw. Yeah, I've seen some of those drawings and some people done a pretty spot on job or a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. So Godfrey continued to contact everyone who had documented seeing the creature and she interviewed all the witnesses that she could, all the people that were willing to do so. And over the next several weeks of investigating the sightings, she slowly became convinced that all these claims of the beast were indeed, they were genuine. So uh, at that point she deemed it was news newsworthy and she had the documentation from a county official to back it up. Crazy. So as soon as she published it, almost immediately, the story kicked up a series of letters and phone calls to the local paper, all from witnesses who had experienced similar sightings of the creature in and around the surrounding area. It spurred even more articles and more witnesses who claimed to have sightings as far as surrounding states like Michigan, uh, a.k.a. like the, the Michigan dog man, yeah. and El- and Illinois. And it, this led to so much attention. Eventually it was picked up by the national news and had coverage from tabloids, like the national Enquirer, television programs, like sightings inside edition expedition X, which is on the discovery channel. Love that and, show. And when monsters attack, which is on the channel travel uh, channel. Travel channel. Yeah. I love, I love, Oh man. I love <laughs> was Joshua Gates. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. So the the immediate attention, you know, eventually kind of died down, but she never stopped. Linda never stopped investigating all the claims uh, that had come in. And, and eventually she released all of her findings in this book that she published called The Beast of Bray Road in 2003. And in the years following the book's release, many more settings uh, would be claimed by people in the area as well. So crazy fucking shit. Once it gets to the point that there's so many people seeing shit, you got to just say, man, there's got to be something because it, it's, it's popped up everywhere. There there was like shit like this going on in England for like a short, you know, for yeah. however long period of time. And they said it was this or that or this. And then it happens. It's just like sporadic. Right. Shit of right. Seeing something like this. It's like, and, and like I said, you know, some of these people that, that, uh, have claimed to see this thing, they have different experiences and some think it's like a demon um, some thinks that, you know, that it is just like a, some weird deformed wolf. And yeah. some people, some people think it's a werewolf, you know? I so like, I like the werewolf thing most, but that is the scariest one. And that's why you drink Coors Light, right? Well, you bite me, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> God dang, God darn werewolf killers, man. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to some sightings now, okay? Let's do it. So this is what I found to be the very first claimed sighting, um, and it comes from, like, 1936. Holy so, shit. 
Yeah. So after Linda Godfrey's first article was published, she's contacted by numerous residents and she discovered that the first documented sighting of a werewolf type creature happened in 1936. Uh, Mark Shackleman was working as a night watchman at a Catholic institution called St. Coletta, which is uh, near Jefferson, Wisconsin, about 35 miles north of Elkhorn. Okay. And uh, the crazy thing about St. Coletta is, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, the Kennedys, but you know they had a sister and she was, she had some serious uh, mental health issues. Well, this was where, this was where she stayed. Okay. This is where they took care of her. Um, so, uh, Mark Shackleman claims that he ran into the creature around midnight on two different nights while patrolling the grounds. He was a night watchman. Um, the first night he, he ran into it, he found the creature kneeling on a native American burial mound on the property. He claimed to see it kneeling and clawing with long claws at the ground as he approached it. But, uh, it, he says it quickly stood up upright and fled as soon as it saw him. Okay. Well, that's leading more toward the kind of the Wendigo thing. Yeah. Uh, so the next day, Shackleman goes back to the mound to search the area. And when he does, he notices uh, markings in the dirt that appear to have like been made by sets of three claws. So like three claws dug in the ground, like scratch yeah. marks in the ground. And he's, he noted that the thumb and the little finger of the creature's hand seemed to be quite short compared to its middle three fingers. Okay. So that, that would explain the three claw marks. Uh, Linda Godfrey recalls in her book from other interviews that some people also stated that the creature may have had tended to fold its thumb and little finger inward the way a human would when making a clawing motion. No. Oh, yep. So just to enter a little side note there for you. So Mark, Mark Shackleman goes back to the mound the next night at midnight again. And only thing he's got is his flashlight. And once again, he runs into this this creature. Okay, I, I, okay. So he's seen he's seen something that he can explain, and he's seen these claw marks, and he comes back with just a flashlight. Yeah. Oh man, the balls on that guy. I would have. I would have well, a fucking shotgun probably. That's gonna go back. Well, I, I think he was there more to scare off kids from trespassing on the property you know well it, yeah that's true it, but. And, and when he first saw it the first time he probably thought ah it's it was a figment of my imagination i saw a dog yeah i would i would have tried to brush it off as something else too yeah so the second night he goes back same spot and the creature's there again digging in the same spot only this time it stands up and it just faces him and shackleman says he guessed it to stand over six feet tall it's covered with like dark hair and smells like shit. It's got glowing red eyes and it growled something like, like it was like a word that it growled like it was, at him. Like it was Good. trying to talk to him maybe. Yeah. It's, it growls. He said it was something like Gadara and uh, Gadara is referenced in the new Testament. Uh, I think it's Matthew chapter eight, verse 28. And it's the place where Jesus healed two demon possessed men. Well, is that when he sent the pigs over the cliff or whatever? I believe so, sir. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, so Shackleman also claimed that it seemed to have a neo-human voice and it made eye contact with him. And he, he, he said it like locked eyes with him for many, many moments. And then it sneered at him and slowly walked away. He said, quote, for a long time I stood there, that bad smell hung in the air, and then I said a prayer of thankfulness 
I never saw that thing again or anything like it, but that damn thing came straight, straight out of hell. And then he went in, home in and quote, changed his britches because prob- probably, yeah, I would have shit my pants. So this dude had been a heavyweight boxer. Well, it okay. doesn't matter if you got a six foot tall wolf looking at you. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying this, this, this guy was no, no stranger. Slouch. Yeah. Right. But when he was retelling this story to his son, uh, that's how Linda found out about it. He admitted that he was convinced that at the time that creature could have killed him easily if it wanted to. And okay. it's, it's also worth noting that Linda Godfrey in her research found that a priest from St. Coletta had taken part in an exorcism of a child. And afterwards he had suffered with similar symptoms to possession until his death shortly after the exorcism. And he is buried at St. Coletta. Okay. That's crazy. All right. So he might've tried that exorcist move movement where it's like coming to me instead of this kid and fucking, okay, that's cool. So that, that, okay. Cool. Like all, I'll call it kind of ties in together, you know, especially with that Gadara and all that other shit. I thought all that would to be really uh, kind of a strange, strange coincidence. Or, you know, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to believe Matt. I want to believe. I do too. I do too. All right. So the next one that I found happened uh, many years later in 1972. Um, police received a phone call from a woman who lived about two miles from St. Coletta. And she called to say that she had seen a large creature walking around in her farmyard. Now the sheriff's department, they come out and they investigate. They don't find any trace of the creature. Okay. But, but two weeks later, the woman calls again. And on the second encounter, the beast walked up to her front porch, shook the screen door, slash slashed the screen door, leaving seven marks in it, seven feet above the ground. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into her barn and puts a 30 inch gash into one of her horse's necks. And yeah, then, that was... then, then she, it, it fled through the woman's garden, leaving like foot long tracks. So it's foot long feet. No. Uh, actual, that's actual, one of my favorite ones that I heard. Cause it actual actually, feet. Yeah. It actually went out there and killed something. And they had, uh, they had, well, here's proof of this something slash this. Yeah. Crazy yeah. shit, man. Crazy shit. All right, the next one I found. Uh, let's see. It, ha- it happens in uh, 1989, so we're we're jumping back. I'm trying to keep this kind of in a timeline. So, yeah. um, that's young woman, pretty recent as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's, yeah, we're that's almost yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> so, uh, a young woman who was working at an Elkhorn bar was driving home about 1:30 in the morning on Bray Road. Uh, one night it's in the fall of 1989 and she sees this creature on the side of the road. She says it's back was to her when she first spotted it. So she immediately noticed that it has pointy ears. Uh, but as she drove forward and saw the creature from the front, uh, its position was what got her attention. It was kneeling. Its elbows were up and its claws were facing out. So it's, it's like it's sitting like a human being, like sitting there with something in its hand, like a human would hold it. Yeah. And uh, she said it, she remembered it had really long claws and the claws were holding chunks of what looked like, like a dead animal and oh, like, like roadkill. Sounds uh, so cool. She, uh, she got the impression that it, that was dinner time for whatever it was. 
She said its eyes reflected the glow of her headlights, as most animal eyes do, you know, just like a deer. You can see in the dark, yeah. Yeah. And she was surprised when the creature didn't run away, but turned its head to, like, look at her. She describes the animal as darkish brown gray and the size of uh, maybe like a six foot, 150 pound man. And this is one of the encounters that uh, Linda used in her first article she published. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Moving right along. We'll go to uh, late December 1990. We've got 11 year old Heather Bowie. Uh, she's been sledding near a creek near a house with some friends. And on the way back home, just before dusk, they saw what appeared to be a large dog until it stood up. Yeah, that's the and, thing. Yeah. <laughs> then Heather claimed it had like silver, like in its brown fur. It was had a face shaped like a coyote, but its hind legs were really oddly shaped. Um, all the kids there claimed the beast was like staring at them very aggressively, and they all ran. And as soon as they started to run, it chased them like a dog would run, but with bigger leaps. So it was like, yeah. And they said they made it halfway back to Heather's house before the creature turned around and disappeared into a cornfield. Wow. All right. I I love all these stories. <laughs> well, I'm glad you like them. We got a fuckload more. Are you ready? I sure am. Okay. I, I, I want to, I want to think it's real, but then I'm also like, nah, okay. I mean, these people can't all, they can't all be smoking crack. Well, nobody, no, not all, not all people are lying. It goes into everything else that everybody else does. But I mean, yeah. anything that you're talking about, well, I mean, there's millions of people seeing this or that. And, but yeah, one of these things, it's like, there was something, it could have been a giant wolf, but. Oh my God, look at that. It's a werewolf. Holy crap. Yeah. What wolf stands up on his hind legs and walks around? No wolf that I know of. No. All right. Let's move along to August 1992. 17-year-old Tom Brichta and a friend of his name, Chris Maxwell, had gone to a wedding reception. Uh, so Tom was driving Chris back to a campground after the reception where uh, his friend was staying. There's a lot of fog on the road. And then all of a sudden, they both smell this horrible odor, like something dead. Okay. And then within a mile, Tom hits something. He's not sure what it is. He thought, shit, did I hit a mailbox? So he, he backs up, and that's when he sees this big hairy creature walking and reaching out for the car. And he had his car window open, and he said, God damn, he said it smelled so bad he could, thought he was going to throw up. <laughs> uh, and he said the fingers were either pointed or had really huge long nails on them, and its arms were long and odd-shaped. Um, he even claimed the creature had gotten a piece of pinstriping off of his car as he sped away. Okay. I love the detail of the arms being long and slender with the huge hands. Cause I think yeah. that's the way, that's the way werewolves should look. I, yeah. I love that description. So on his way back home, Tom sees two cops parked along highway 106 and he talks to them about it. He also calls the sheriff's department when he gets home and reports what he sees to a Lieutenant Lenz. Uh, he's a patrol, uh, lieutenant with the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department. Now, Linda Godfrey verified this story with Lieutenant Lenz, who informed her that on that night, there had been a truck accident on Highway 106 and County Highway Z. And that 30 minutes later, someone called in saying they saw a large object in the ditch at 106 and North Road and thought it looked like a bear. 
Uh-oh. Uh, squad was Somebody, dispatched. They, they saw they, nothing. And these two incidents were seven miles apart. Okay, did did they think somebody swerved to keep from hitting something, and maybe that's? Well, they're seven. the 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 two patrols were, or the accident was seven miles from where they saw the bear. But the bear, the bear sighting is really near where Brickta was at. That's what I'm thinking. It, yeah. Did they did they swerve to miss whatever the fuck this was? And then, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. I would have thought it was a bear too. If I seen something that size, I wouldn't have went to wolf. I would have thought bear if it was that big, but yeah. But in Wisconsin, I don't know. I don't know. Not a lot of bears in Wisconsin or probably not. No, there's not a lot of bears in Wisconsin. I don't think so. No. Uh, a lot of these are, are driving, uh, re- like experiences. Uh, 1999, 18 year old girl was driving down Bray road near Delavan, which is a nearby town. It's in the same County. And she says her right tire hit something, lifted her up off the ground. Like that's whatever she hit, like lifted the back of the car off the ground. Fuck's sake. So, so she stops, she, she gets out to see what she'd run over, nothing there. And she looks to the side of the road and saw this massive wolf form standing on two legs and it's staring right at her. She rushes back to the car and she starts to peel away. And this thing tries to jump onto her trunk but it slides off as she's, you know, hits the gas. And she actually saw that creature again the same night after she picked up a friend from a party uh, on the side of the road. And the girl said, saw that she picked up, she saw it too. And she said, look at that thing. And she just put a, put the pedal to the metal again. She drove away. She didn't want another incident with the, with the, whatever it was, werewolf. We'll call it fucking werewolf. It's got, well, do you think it got her scent or something and, and fucking followed her? Well, she's going down Bray Road again. Yeah, oh, she was coming back by the other way. It yeah, was just yeah. waiting, maybe. Yeah. So Linda Godfrey later interviewed this girl, and this girl sh- showed her the vehicle that she'd been driving that night. And sure as shit, this trunk has two sets of claw marks with the three claw marks on it. Holy shit. So that's fucking cool, though. I mean, I thought, I thought so. Not if you're there, but yeah. to hear about it, it's like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Do you want more? I just keep bringing it, man. All right. I, I got one. Werewolves. I got one more. I got one more. Do this it, one is, it, it. this one's actually from Reddit. Um, okay. And this is their firsthand experience. Um, and I'm just going to read it from their perspective here. I live in the town of Franklin, Wisconsin. Um, Franklin is 12 miles away from this Bray Road. Okay. This was about 1997, 1998. We just moved to a brand new subdivision and we were currently the only house that was built. The rest of the area for a long distance was empty lots on what used to be adjoining farm, old farmland. Our backyard had a running creek and on the other side of the creek was some brush and a single lane road with an old wooden streetlight that given off an orange hue about 30 yards or so. It was a warm summer night, and I was having a sleepover with one of my friends. We uh, had all the lights off, and we were playing hide-and-seek in the dark. I went back into our sunroom and saw something crouched over and illuminated through the brush and the orange streetlight. I'm not sure how to describe its body posture. You know how when you're about to throw up and you hunch over on your knees and palms? It was similar to that. Its breasts were so deep and heavy that you could see its chest heaving from the distance. We had in a forty. I had one a hundred. 
goddamn, I can't fucking talk today again. We had a 140 pound Akita who stood six feet on its hind legs. And I could easily tell that whatever it was dwarfed my Akita. I also know that it wasn't any type of dog or wolf. Its hind legs were thick and muscular like a man's, but its body tapered at the abdomen and head like a wolf or canine. I called out to my friend who came over and just said, what the fuck is that? There you go. To me, trying not to make much noise. We sat there as it uh, was hunched for a good 30 minutes. My dad, who was a hard-ass Vietnam vet, came out to see what the hell we were up to doing, doing up so late. We asked what it was and just said, I don't know. He went outside and, and, uh, and we stayed in and we were scared for my dad. He had one of those old mega lights that had the power of a thousand candles and he took it with him. He stood on the driveway and shined it onto whatever we were watching. It looked back at us and I honestly don't remember its eye color. What I do remember is that when it took off into the brush, it took off upright like a sprinter from on all the from the on all four stance my dad heard it splash to the creek and hightailed it It was one of those fucked up moments you don't really talk about because people would think you're crazy when i heard about it so many years later i immediately knew what i'd seen too that's cool yeah and then there's i mean there's sightings of this this one girl claims that this thing chased her through the woods and yeah. like tr and treat her and she was stuck there for I don't know what she say, like three hours in, in a tree or something like that. Because like you wrecked. Yeah. You know, and, and they, there's so many. If you want to read a lot of these, um, like I said, you need to check out this book that uh, Linda Godfrey has. Um, she's the one that actually named the beast, the beast yeah. at Bray Road. So uh, yeah. uh, now reports claim, uh, you know, sightings, they continue. I think the last one was July 2020. And that's when mm -hmm. some somebody witnessed a large hair-covered creature in Spring Prairie, Wisconsin, which is also in Woolworth County. It's a, it's a pretty small county. I, I looked it up. It's uh, 14 miles from Elkhorn. So, so yeah, it's right there in the roaming range of where this thing was. Yeah. Kind of creepy. Very creepy. I love so these stories. <laughs> I know I you do, man. I Absolutely. just... I, I just love not doing having to do a fucking serial killer and getting all pissed off about shit. <laughs> I'll tie on, buddy. I'll have one coming here before oh, tomorrow. Holy crap, Matt. Holy crap. I love, I, I don't know what it is about a werewolf that I like so much. I like the, it's like one of my favorite things to watch, like if, in the movies and shit like that. Like if you do a werewolf properly, I'm just like, yeah, this movie's great. It's like, so what? Uh, what do you think the, the perfect werewolf movie is? Oh, the perfect one. Um, I don't know. I like the howling. Those were good. Yeah. And then bad moon has got like a super good werewolf in that. But then I also like ginger snaps because that's a different take on it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do think it needs to have like a huge head with the huge ears sticking up. They need to stick up and then have the long lanky arms with the huge fingers like that. Yeah. Lady said yep. that she's seen tapered at the waist these huge long legs with these huge feet he's like uh i don't know if it holds up like uh, i don't know if it holds up van helsing when that movie came out because those yeah. were those werewolves were cg'd but they at looked, the time at the time it was it was pretty good man yeah they look pretty I enjoy, fucking I enjoy that. sweet yeah i really like the look I of agree. those things
I like uh, what's the uh, is it Little Red Riding Hood? That's well, a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, actually, Trick or Treat, those werewolves oh, are bad as shit. I was gonna say that that would be my next one. Yeah. Well, um, as far as theories of this thing goes, Matt, um, is it a dark entity? You know, is it something supernatural? Um, there are lots of satanic cults. You know, they do animal mutilations. They do ritualistic sacrifices and shit. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get into that whole satanic panic thing anymore. Well, here's the deal. That same uh, Walworth County animal control officer, right? That yeah. John Frederickson. Um he says that there there is a substantial evidence of illicit cult like gatherings in the area of Warworth County. In that, in fact, um, he was informed by a Wisconsin Special Investigations officer in the late '90s that Warworth County was one of the top three counties in Wisconsin known for occult activity from the mid '80s until the late 1990s. Okay, well, occult activity it could be, but not satanic. Well. It, it, well if they're not Levian Satanists, because they don't believe in harming animals, so and they don't believe in harming people either, so yeah. that that would be out. So it, it could be an out of bounds fucking satanic thing where they were going about it their own way. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, uh, all I know, he just he claims that he's got documentation and he's witnessed firsthand some of these sacrifice locations. When he was when, when he was working as the Woolworth County Animal Control Officer. Well, there definitely could have been people out there doing it, but I I wouldn't throw Satanists into it. I I don't want to throw them under the bus over this because there's there's different kinds. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's that theory. Then there's you know the the whole Native American theory. We know Native Americans were in that area before. There's burial yep. mounds in the area. You know, is it a skinwalker? Is that fucking? I would go that way. I would. I think I would go that way before the others. Yeah, that's kind of what I would go for too. Yeah, like no. Skinwalker, or and then is it the same thing as the Michigan Dogman? I mean, is it all the same creature? Man, it it all. It seems like it all boils into. It's like it happens in this place, and then and then it goes to another place, and then it moves to this place, and then they don't see it anymore, but because it's somewhere else. It might be all together. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't, think we'll ever know, but I love, I don't, I'm I don't so know interested in it. All I know, Matt, is uh, every time I drive through there from now on, I'm going to make sure I got a fucking 12 pack of fucking silver bullets, you man. You got to have it. And they're going to be iced down and the mountains are going to be blue. <laughs> the heavy metal will save you, I think. I believe so as well. Well, Matt, that's really all I got. That's all I got on the uh, the Beast of Bray Road. I just wanted to do a nice little quick one, well, fun one. No, that's fine because, I mean, there, we couldn't go through all the stories anyway, man. It's, there's we we totally could have, but I think that we would fucking probably lose people about the third of the way through. <laughs> oh, they're so so they're seeing the same shit. Oh, okay. Uh huh. All <laughs> over, yeah. All over, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Holy crap! And then there was this giant wolf in the middle of the road. Man, but how? I mean, okay. So I'll tell you how scared I would be, but how awesome it would be if I got away. Like if I seen like so you'd, heard, you'd be shitting your pants and have a boner at the same time. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm not gonna go with a boner. I wouldn't. I don't, <laughs> think, I'd, I don't think I'd go there. 
<laughs> but I heard some of the stories is like you see something crouched over at the side of the road and then you drive by it and it jumps up and it's on two feet and it's keeping up with your car as you're trying to go. Yeah, there, some of these settings claim that this thing was keeping up with a car that was going like 70 miles an hour. See, now that's fucking awesome. But <laughs> not if you're in the car. That's true. <laughs> once you, Once you get away from it, you'd be like, that was the coolest was- shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm never. I'm, by the way, I'm never going back there. But that was fucking awesome, <laughs> right? Right. Oh shit. So it, it's it's another one of those things. Like I want to see things. I do, but then I don't know. I said, "Oh fuck it, I'm not gonna go back into it." I said it. Like I said it before. Where I don't think about how scared I would actually be. I'm always just like, I want to see it. Let me see it. I want to see it from like a thousand yards away. I don't know about a thousand. Close enough that I, but I need to be in a safe location. (laughs) One of those Jurassic Park balls. Yeah. 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 There you go. (laughs) We can roll through there, but nothing can get you. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, guys, I guess that's the beast of Bree Road for you then. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Uh, What do we got next week, Matt? Oh. I have no fucking idea. I don't either. There's nothing coming up next week. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to thank people. If you're listening and you're rating and you're, you know, liking us, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I can't can't tell you enough how much that means that you guys enjoy listening to this fucking show. (laughs) It's too dumbass to say. Hey, speak for yourself. It's Dumas over here. Dumas. Yeah, guys, thanks for uh, liking, rating, and subscribing, and uh, sharing sharing it with your friends. It it uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, It's it's fantastic that we like even even any reviews. I'm just like, oh man, that's great. People like this. Yeah. And uh, if you do want to get a hold of us. We are on uh, Instagram, Facebook. I think Instagram is going to be uh, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Mr.'s got a period in it, all one word. Uh, on Facebook, we are at facebook.com, H-M-F-P-P-O-D. And uh, you can also email us at H-M-F-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Hell yeah. So uh, bring us some stories. Out. Please bring yeah. us some stories. If you got, if you, if anything's happened to you, come on, we want to hear it, man. Come on, share, share. We all, we want to believe, and I want to hear it. I want to hear your stories. If something like some creepy house, I mean, if it's the tiniest thing, even, I mean, God, I can't. I love hearing <laughs> all of it. Like, I can't get enough paranormal. I just shit. can't get enough. I just can't get enough. <laughs> Oh, Matt, I'll think about you when I'm going to the Misfits, man. Oh, dude, you motherfucker. Okay. Yeah, Zach's going to go see the actual Misfits together. And I can't make it down to Texas to do hey, it. I, I bought your record. Yeah, you did. That, and that was the first Misfits album I ever owned. And he sent it to me. So I was like, that's fine. There you go. Now you got on vinyl. All right, guys. That's it for this week. Uh, We'll see you next Tuesday. Later. Later.